intros with you guys <laughs> fucking giggling. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Welcome to Uncle Buck's house. I am your host, Kyle Buck. I do have a co-host. His name is Nick Oaks. He's one of my best friends in the world. <laughs> I love it. What were we laughing at? Our producer and host with the most over here at Flyover Studios, BJ, the BJ. Um, anything goes here. We have some very fun things going on, some fun conversations all the time. It's where it's going. Zero six, zero, zero six, zero six. Zero six. The mark of Take the out the zeros. Yeah. That McDonald's is the devil. Uh, <laughs> 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 She's like, real glad I gave these guys a show. Yes, sir. Welcome back, everybody, to Uncle Buck's house. We're here. I just did a weird clap thing. I'm still holding my hands here. Don't know why. <laughs> Don't know why. Uh, but there they are. <laughs> just, Hello, everybody. Welcome this, to Uncle Buck's house. This, uh, I'm just going to hold my hands out here like this. Uh, can uh, you see him? Can you? Yeah, I, f- I feel like uh, like like one of those R and B singers in the '90s that's just always making like weird hand motions, and they're just like you know like they they, they don't realize it, but they're making like uh, like hand signals, and they're like uh, do- doing like uh, they don't realize that they're doing like finger guns. That's hilarious. Yeah. It made me snort. Yeah, boys to men. Why didn't they just call it puberty and get it over with? Um, pretty funny uh we have chase bruton back in the uh studio today what's up dude oh happy to be here man had fun last time so back again Mm -hmm. hell yeah and as always nick's joining us in the studio today hola hola again british uh accent on spanish sayings it sounds good yeah because i feel like uh quesadilla you know that was that was that was pretty cool that was that was australian that was that was like backcountry they all sound the same it was like michael caine but like uh but like australian michael caine yeah i mean michael caine kind of sounds australian michael caine um oh it sounds like my cocaine (laughs) (laughs) sorry did, uh, did you see what uh mcdonald's was was uh they they posted actually somebody else posted it and they were like what is mcdonald's serving everybody and it was in german and it was like we sucking dick but it was like w-i-h and sucking was like s-u-c-e-n and dick was d-i-c-h so being american oh, you just associated it with yeah. that <laughs> so it was a late what, I'm it, sorry, was, it was, what was it on the did, did you say it was like on the bag no it was a it was it was so it was german it was a german mcdonald's ad oh gotcha, and somebody gotcha, gotcha. memed it oh gotcha 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 like, what is mcdonald's serving yeah um that's a great question um <laughs> dinner no <laughs> So we actually are at a really interesting uh, point today. It is about six forty-five or so, um, Saturday the twenty-second, and today there were going to be one hundred and sixty um, uh, Save the Children marches across the world today, uh, happening today. And uh, so far, I've not heard any, you know, word on on, on anything, anything at um, all negative happening well first of all any word on this sort of thing um you know just publicized at all that's a good point it's not but also i didn't know anything about it until you mentioned it to me today yeah honestly 
and I only learned about it a couple of days ago. Um, but there are a lot of um, these sorts of things happening across the world. But also, there was a lot of talk about any potential um, false flag situations. This would be a situation for it because um, there's this uh, mainstream media narrative that's correlating, um, you know, the the Save the Children movement strictly with. Um, Q and then tying the two directly together along with the entire, you know, sort of anti-Q, um, anti-Q and non-narrative, which they, you know, are, it, it's, it's really weird for me when people call it, you know, QAnon. When someone comes up to you and says, hey, what do you know about QAnon? I know that they don't know what to, you know, properly call it because like, you know, a right. Q, a, 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 an Anon is a person and Q is a unknown entity that posts online. You either know, you either are one or you know about the other. And so, you know, it's, it, it's just one of those very weird situations that, um, there's a lot of, you know, misinformation and misconceptions, um, uh, floating around out there that, uh, you know, have sort of kept this sort of movement in the dark, but, Hopefully everything goes safely in those uh, marches and we hear nothing but good things because one of the thoughts was if there was ever a time for someone to try and agitate from within and to try to discredit and to try and, you know, um, uh, to try and cause some sort of um, violence to erupt out of this, which would completely um, invalidate the the peaceful aspect mm -hmm. of this. And I think that, you know, that's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, no, and it would create more division. Exactly. Which is what's ultimately the, wanted. The MO. Um, so uh, another thing I wanted to mention, we're, we're, we're going to get back into the whole Save Our Children thing later when, when, when BJ comes back in here. But one thing I do want to mention um, while we're getting fresh into this podcast is uh, our buddy Nick got his blue belt uh, this week. Oh. A blue belt. Absolutely. Uh, Thanks. This guy here, blue belt. Yeah. Yeah. That's a <laughs> Portuguese accent. You got that. your brown belt recently. Yeah, I got my brown absolutely. belt. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh -huh. So t tell us about the, the, the event you got coming up. You're going to be doing the uh, Pan Am, right? Yeah. So uh, I actually uh, just got my brown belt about uh, like a month, month and a half ago. Uh, and so I wanted to get back on the competition circuit. Uh, I haven't competed in like five, six months. And it's been the longest I've ever gone without competing sure. since I started jujitsu. So uh, I'm doing Oklahoma City uh, September 26th just to kind of get warmed up for yeah. Pan Ams. I got a four-man bracket, so if I win two matches, I get gold. Um, I'm going out there with one of my other brown belt buddies. And then uh, we got four people going down to Pan uh, the Pan American Games in Orlando uh, at the beginning of October. Okay. So uh, that's a sixteen man bracket, right? Or is currently, I have eight guys eight. in there, but uh, I think that it's going to fill up. I think I'll probably have thirty or forty <sighs> by the time it's done. Good God! Uh, so, yeah. so that that means how many? That thirty or forty matches is what you'll have to uh, do. No, it'll be, like, it'll be so like it'll half be, that, roughly fifteen. No, no, it'll be thirty. If it's like a thirty-two man bracket, it'll be five matches because it's single elimination. That was quick. Yeah. Our man, BJ, is back in the studio. Yes, BJ yeah. rocking the the multitasking. Yeah, because some... of Nick and Buck's fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to me, I'm pretty quick. Yeah. Hey. hey. So, yeah. So, anyways, I wanted to get back to the competition scene. Uh, I've never won, like, a major title. Like, I've won, like, a lot of local competitions and stuff and, like, some state championships and everything, but mm -hmm. I've never won anything big uh like internationally so yeah. i wanted to get out there and try the pan-american games i figured get our feet wet at brown belt just do it now yeah yeah so, absolutely. go for it so, see, yeah yeah see what the competition yeah, is like 
Yeah, so we're taking a couple people to some more local ones, like a couple blue belts and white belts and stuff. So I'll probably be out there coaching and all that, but uh, just trying to get back on the scene, you know? Absolutely. You, you know, I have not competed yet. Oh, really? Yeah. So I competed a couple times at white belt, man. In my first white belt tournament, I got demolished. And then uh, I started, like, finishing guys in about... 30 seconds in every match and that's how i got my blue belt was they were like all right he's pretty good he's you know he fucking won four matches in less than two minutes like let's up his you know the ante a little bit oh absolutely yeah yeah Yeah, so i always i always try to i'm gonna try to convince nick now to compete because uh (laughs) do it i I think uh i think competing you you don't have to compete to get good but i think you get better competing more often so i think like a competition is probably worth like two weeks of hard training so if you're competing like every week or every other week you're getting better than people two three four times faster yeah yeah i definitely agree and while my skills and mind might be at a blue belt my cardio has barely got a stripe on his white belt it's It's not good at all. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like 205 right now. I would want to compete at like 184. I yeah. think that's the weight class, right? Uh, it's, it's 188, yeah. Well, okay. So, oh, that's even better. Yeah. I know there there are a few. There's a couple. Like, like one 18. of them does 181. Yeah. Okay. There's a couple different. 188 you know, styles, would be dope. Yeah. That would be perfect. Yeah. I've been actually trying to focus on my physical conditioning. Uh, <clears throat> it's kind of one of the things I let like go while I was in grad school. Like I was still training jujitsu and stuff. But I wasn't like, I was lifting weights, but I wasn't doing like i wasn't serious about it i was doing two three times a week and stuff so now i've been lifting weights four or five times a week at lift lab mm-hmm. uh, at 6 a.m we got a 6 a.m jujitsu crew that shows up um and we we have you know i have a lifting coach who writes my whole programming for me and everything so i like that because i don't get a slack off like i yeah. show up someone's got the whole workout written out for me i gotta complete it before i leave yeah, yeah. and and lift lab is legit my daughter yeah. went there they did a kids summer thing and it was all free but dan who is part of the jujitsu gym yeah, down there yeah. owns lift lab and um he used to go to uh fishers where where, where i'm from um but we're gonna have him in here eventually yeah I've good people he's yeah, awesome yeah. awesome yep. yep all all the people who work for him are good i've actually been uh working out of lift lab this past week because i went down to tennessee for a jiu-jitsu tournament with mm-hmm. my girlfriend and uh my work has a policy that once you leave the state you cannot return to the office for seven days you have to quarantine but they were like hey you can just work from home so i was talking to dan i was like well i want to work from home and like miss out on doing jiu-jitsu and lifting whatever he was like just set up your computers here at lift lab man so that's I just like dope. said, yeah, yeah. So I was I was at Lift Lab all week, just Hell yeah. that's working out of like do. one of the side offices. Yeah, Hell yeah people, dude, man. that's awesome. That yeah, awesome. so I had I had eleven jujitsu sessions in four days. Yeah. Oh my Lift god! Lab. Yeah, you were posting a lot of pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting it in. Absolutely. So, uh, so for like you said, for someone who uh, who competes a lot, like how do they? What, what's that like? testing how is how is your testing and ped stuff sort of ran is that are is that state sanctioned or is that nationally so um most of the local tournaments have no uh testing requirements and they all the local tournaments have no testing requirements and they have no like waivers that you have to sign that say you're not on anything Mm -hmm. there you go Um, what yeah and then at the international level you sign a waiver that essentially is like saying hey i'm i'm not doing anything and i'm subject to usada testing um but i do not know a single case that they tested somebody that wasn't a black belt 
like medalist in the world yeah uh championship so, so so if you're like a purple belt or a brown belt like nobody gets tested you can just, you, 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 nobody you, gets yeah nothing you can juice up right before a match and just walk in there there's nothing raging. yeah yeah there's nothing so if you what have the yeah fuck? so if you have like and it, it makes it's sense. how people die so if you if you're if you have a twist so we have a tournament in indianapolis and you're like hey come to this tournament is black uh you know jiu-jitsu black belt great one of the gracies right and then yeah they're gonna test those guys because if we test positive then it's gonna put a shine on the um tournament right i see why they would test the top guys because that's how you're selling your tickets but like the lower guys are just well so this is a crazy thing is like ibjjf which is like the big uh kind of promoter of jujitsu they're the internet like if you win an ibjjf world championship you're the world champion there's a bunch of other people that have you know like you know boxing's got like six different yeah. people yeah, but like yeah, yeah. It, it, like two of them really count you yeah. know what i mean like different federations IBJJF is that you and know the what gracies I mean? are the founders of that yeah right? the gracies own it so go figure so yeah yeah so yep. only certain people get tested you know yep. but uh they only test people who like meddled at the adult level in black belt so when we go to like the masters tournaments when it's the old guys you'll see 65 year old dudes that are juiced to the fucking gills and they're fighting someone's like grandpa who's like all match you know he's oh out there just God. yeah when, so, I, when i did mma djing i did muncie i did it all over indiana so you just had to sign a waiver and yeah. that was it yeah but there was people that were trying to build their camps like hey this is our camp and those dudes you could tell were juiced up and and so but there was no testing and their goal was eventually to get signed to the ufc which mm-hmm. a couple of guys did and then once they got in the ufc they just turned to they shit. just turned to they shit. got smoked yeah. well and the ufc oh, didn't be, test. because of the harsher testing requirements yep, they could be on yeah shit yeah so the ufc didn't test until like ufc like 90 or like 100 yeah so like when all the pride guys came over they originally <laughs> like just vanderlei silva yeah they were just, all juiced to the fucking gills oh my yeah. god dude so so uh you used to His dj split in half yeah you so you used to dj amateur cage fights yeah so i cornered like six amateur cage fights and some of the greatest stories are off of like showing up to corner guys for amateur cage fights you know in linton fucking indiana or (laughs) martinsville in an armory oh Oh, yeah just those are some of my favorite fights yeah it was awesome (laughs) yeah you would get like uh like the best ones were the girl fights so you would get a girl who was like a trained fight like she's a real fucking fighter she does boxing she's mm-hmm. like she wrestled in high school or whatever and then you would get some like trailer trash dude's girlfriend that he taught like, her mitts for like yeah yeah he like hi- he like hyped her up she or she taking, thought she'd take a punch from him yeah yeah, 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 yeah. but she had like you know i took karate as a kid or something she Dom and in Dave there. Ninja and school. So i did what's that what's that one i, I did taibo yeah yeah. My ability. yeah so this vanderlei silva looking girl would just beat the brakes off of like some like poor looking britney spears girl yeah you know and th- there was a ton of those man where like yeah. dudes like were training out of real gyms like real real gyms like yeah with real fighters oh, shit. and then another guy was like training in his garage with his dad well they even yeah. call you know him out I mean? of the seats i remember you yeah. told me you you went to a fight and they tried to get you up on the, the, up on stage. The, there was one time uh back god this is we were like 20 22 yeah, like, like 2000 maybe yeah like 2009 2010 uh, uh shout out uh um uh Johnny Boom Boom Jones, um, one of the baddest dudes I know. Yeah, shit. Shout out uh, Troy Cheeseburger King. But yeah, we uh, for about two years we did uh, uh, MMA there locally, and uh, I went to a fight, 
and um, one of the guys recognized me because he came in to, to, to train one time, and uh, his opponent didn't show up, and it was the only heavyweight fight of the night, and the guy came up to me and was like, hey, man, uh, you want 40 bucks to do this fight? And I'm like, I'm there in, like, jeans and a T-shirt, and I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I, I don't want that at all. And it was like... <laughs> And uh, and I'm like, you know, sorry. <laughs> I think they did end up finding someone uh, on the other side, but that was in an abandoned like uh, warehouse out by the uh, yeah. bowling alley in Anderson. Like yeah. that was, I don't even remember what that thing was. The old Salvation Army, I think. Even have you guys ever been to the Eight Second Saloon? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I went to the Eight Second Saloon for a fight, and I show up. And I'm like cornering this guy. You know, I'm probably like a blue belt or something at the time. So I show up, and I'm like there to warm this dude up or whatever. And I get out of my car and there's a fucking chicken running around in the parking lot <laughs> like it's just like running around shit so i go i go into the venue and i'm like talking to the promoter and i'm like dude there's a fucking chicken out there and he's like oh yeah man there's a flea market that happens here on fridays and someone sells live chicken so one probably got out and i was like all right whatever you know blah blah oh my God. so we're like back there warming this dude up and like it's also the eight sex saloon's also an auction house so they have all these like separated that. rooms that oh, have shit. like furniture and like fucking antique pianos and other like just random stuff and there's like fighters like warming up on them like a dude's like stretching his leg out on like a antique armoire or something yeah like armoire a, like, like a, a Chesterfield or something. from the Victorian yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah so then the, like the fights start and I realize that they're like allowing people to smoke cigarettes in the venue yeah so like dudes are like standing up and you could see them but it's like a little cloudy and then they would hit the ground and you couldn't see them because like the smoke oh my was like God. blocking them out so I saw this like 40 year old dude at this fight get knocked unconscious like out cold with a head kick and his son is in the crowd like his five six year old son and this kid's like horrible you know what I mean? Because he thinks his dad died or whatever, which I find hilarious that this idiot brought his kid to this fight. <laughs> yeah, so I'm two, like two eight second saloons. Yeah, at that. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like selling booze and stuff, so I'm a little tipsy, whatever. I think it's hilarious. So this dude wakes up. You know, the guy raises his hand. This guy walks out of the cage, doesn't get a medical check, literally sits down with his gloves still on, like still sweating, lights up a cigarette, and opens a beer. And like just starts drinking and like smoking the cigarette like cage side. And I'm like, I'm like, that is the worst concussion protocol I've ever seen. Yeah. My, like no one shined a light in this dude's eyes, asked him if he knew his name, like yeah. knew what day it was. They like they were like, the fuck out the cage. like, here's we a fucking beer, one. light up a cigarette. He's like holding this kid on his lap, you know, like blowing secondhand smoke in his face. I was, it was awesome. That's crazy. Yeah, I played softball with Jacob Ryan, who played, he was a UFC fighter. Yeah, yeah. And Johnny. Because he, he fought at 80-second saloons, yeah, yeah. and um, he fought in the UFC twice or whatever. You know, Jake O'Brien put up one of the best fights against Johnny Bones Jones. Yep. Yeah, like he, he was winning. The, he was winning the fight until he lost the fight. I mean, that was like a like he put up a good match against him. You know, Kessler used to train with him. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to be like part of a – oh, I'm trying to remember the team, man. I can't remember the team name, but there was like a whole like ragtag group of like – Was it Sean McCorkle? Yeah, it was Sean McCorkle band, and there was a uh, Matt Mitrione was part of it for a little while. Was that a top like, team? No, what top team? Man, were they out of McCordsville? Yeah, they fighting McCordsville, dude. I can't remember the because uh, Hook owns the name of the the gym now. Oh, integrated, I mean, integrated. In, in, yeah, it was integrated fighting, fighting systems. systems. Yeah, yeah. So like Nick Hyde gotcha. was there back in the day, like a bunch of old school dudes. Yeah, the dude, the the guy who ran the the thing that would hire us to DJ, his fighter was named Matt Jaggers out of Newcastle. Okay, what what was a promotion? 
Uh, well, was it IFC. We used King of the Cages ring, even though we we were not yeah. we were not a part yeah. of King of the Cage. They were like their way step below. Yeah. It was this flamboyant guy who ran it. Yeah, he was screaming, yelled at everybody, right? Yeah, he, and he was screaming at me because they'd give me CDs that were scratched, and they wondered why they didn't play. This is like two thousand and six, right? Yeah. And so, but at the end of the night, they would have a shoebox full of money that you know they didn't pay. They're not paying any taxes on. Like it's like. 20s and hundreds from the, the the you know i think like just from getting in it was 30 bucks a person that's in yeah, the front it's yeah. expensive yeah and then um and but his name <laughs> because he was trying to build his couple of fighters matt jaggers is one like matt jagger bomb or jaeger bomb something like that they created their own belt for him and stuff like that so did any of you ever watch king of the cage yeah okay mm-hmm. so you remember like the logo or was a jacked dude so like at the yeah. beginning of King of the Cage, they would do like this guy is the King of the Cage, and they had like a bodybuilder that would show up and like flex in the middle of like the ring, and then he like wasn't the champ or anything. He was just like a random. random he was like guy. a like, mascot. He buff was like guy. a mascot buff guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they were like, "Who's gonna be King of the Cage?" And this dude would like the real flex life off Armstrong. and shit, and then like real fighters would go in there and fight. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> Probably oh, get his ass kicked. Oh, dude, yeah, that's so crazy to me that, like, you could literally just walk into a match and just have, you know, like, so So what, so say someone gets hurt, what what recourse is there? So, I, I nothing, man, I'm pretty sure, like, if you sign a waiver, like, you especially, You participate like, at your own risk. Well, and, mm-hmm. like, especially, like, this is before sanctioning, because now you have to get, like, blood work, and you have to get, like, a license from the boxing commission, and, like, yeah. all this stuff. This is all, like, that was before... I think like when I was cornering, you did you still had to get like licensing and blood work and all that. Yeah. So you couldn't just like grab a random dude out of the crowd. You had sure. to make sure like he was not going to give the guy like a disease or something. Absolutely. But uh, I was in a I was at a fight in Linton, Indiana, and I was a white belt at the time. And I did like a couple jujitsu matches in the cage, like as the pre-event, you know. And then I cornered a guy that was out there, and uh, they announce over the intercom like two fights in. They're like, folks. We're sorry to announce we are out of water at the concession stand, but we're happy to announce that we still have plenty of ice cold beer. It became a shit show. Like they had no water for people to drink, so people were just down in beers like yeah. the whole night. Holy I saw shit. like fights in the parking lot. Like one dude lost to another guy, and his girlfriend left with the dude who won. Oh no! Like just crazy, <laughs> crazy shit. Holy oh, shit! One of my, one of my, one of my. <laughs> That's the shit you see in movies. That's so the one shit of, you see in the WWE. Yeah. So one of my fighters wins. And, uh, but he like, he's like, he hits this guy and he's like chasing him down. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like not a good corner, but I'm like, don't chase him. Don't chase him. Like set your feet, you know, keep your hands up, blah, blah. He's like running, like sprinting around the cage after this guy. Cause this dude's hurt. And he runs right into like a closed eye overhand, right. You oh, know, dude. and gets dropped like flatlined. And so we're like, you know, guard, 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 like get him in guard. And he like pulls off like a weird arm bar, like just kind of like a fluky, like we're like we didn't drill that like, yeah, you know, we're, yeah, yeah. like yeah whatever like, like he's having to roll the right dude way. like he's out he's yeah. out on his feet whatever so like the fight's over and he comes out to me and he's holding his trophy and stuff and he's like what happened and i'm like you got knocked out and finished the dude with an arm bar <laughs> he's like so i won and we're like yeah like you just got your like they, they announced his name raised his hand he had no idea he won so he comes out and he's like he's like uh he sets his trophy down he's like where's my trophy and i was like you literally just set it down he's like oh okay cool cool he's like where's uh, that drive here and i'm like no man we drove you here he's like oh okay cool 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 what happened like he like he keeps asking me and i'm like like there was no medical team that 
came up and like checked like this dude was severely concussed oh my god and like but he's like asking me like where's my car like he kept asking me like where's my car did i win you know, like, <laughs> yeah. it was just like, yeah. like the whole night yeah. was like, yeah. yes, like, like, dude. at some point yes, you're just your like car you is in the garage. i had to like hold on to this dude though because i didn't want him like walk outside and like get sure. lost yeah like, trying you know to get I mean? in someone yeah. else's car yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, was, first dates yeah. All over that, that's like me when i <laughs> that's how i got wasted in minneapolis and tried to get into a car because i didn't know how ubers worked oh okay. yeah yeah I, I just I just saw an Uber pull up to the bar and just thought, oh, we're the only ones at this bar that probably ordered an Uber. I'm not going to verify anything. And so we just jumped in it. And they're like, whoa, 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 this isn't you. And then we got into a van, told the guy we were the wrong people, and he took us like almost all the way until he realized we were the wrong people and then let us out. It was all crazy. But uh, that's the sort of shit. That, that can happen if you just let someone wander. So so pro tip here, whenever you get into an Uber, especially like in an unknown city, like a place you haven't been, I ask the Uber driver, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened in your Uber? And you get some crazy shit. I don't know if I want to know Dude, that. Dude, like, they're great. Because, like, you know, have you ever been in an Uber ride and, like, you don't talk to the guy and it's just kind of awkward to, like, yeah. sitting in the back and shit? Fuck that. I want, like, something entertaining. Like, let's talk for the 20 minutes. Like, let's do this, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. So, so, so I was in San Antonio with my grad school, uh, like, people at a conference. And we were going to, like, a jazz bar. Like, Hispanics in zoot suits. Like, the whole nine years. Like, we're like, hey, let's go have some fun, you know? So I get in the car with this dude. And I'm like, hey, man, what's the craziest thing I ever happened in your car? And he was like, bro. He was like, I had two dudes get in my car. This is, like, probably a month ago. He's like, I get two dudes in my car. He's like, and they seem like they're buddies, whatever, blah, blah. He's like, you know, they're drunk. He's like, and all of a sudden they start like making out in the back of my car. He's like, he's like, and which is cool. He's like, which is cool, man. It's 2017. That's cool. That's cool. Like, he was like wanting to make sure I knew he was. It's cool. He's like, he's like, but then like one of the dudes rears back and like punches the other dude in the face and is like, you know, fuck you, bro. You know, I'm not gay. You know I'm not gay, you know, and he's like, okay, he's, you know, he's like, kind of like, hey guys, like, calm down, whatever, and they're like, oh, our bad, our bad, our bad, you know, whatever. Hey, can you stop and get it like at a gas station? He's like, yeah. So he stops and they go in and get candies. Like they brought me back some Skittles. He's like, they seem really cool, whatever. He's like, so I start driving them around again. He's like, and uh, they start making out again. He's like, which is cool, which is cool. <laughs> like it's cool, you know. He's like, so and good. then they start. He's like, and then they start fighting like again in the back. Like you know, I'm not gay. You know, blah blah. blah. He's like, so there's like Skittles flying and like Snickers going all over. Taste like, the rainbow, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's like, so I like, I'm like, hey, y'all got to get out of my car. Like this is too crazy. Like I gotta just end the ride, right? So he's like, I let him out of my car. He's like, and they start like scrapping. He's like, and so like I'm sitting there watching, thinking like, should I call the police? Like I'm kind of worried about the like the the admitted gay dude's safety right now. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like he was yeah. worried about the guy. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, he's like, so then they like start wrestling. He's like, and then they started wrestling. <laughs> so like the whole trip, everybody like at our group was like, and then we start wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he just like watch these two dudes like get out of his car and start like just Fight do it. Fucking. Yeah, like doing oh, it shit, like on the side dude. of the road. That dude. is oh my shit God. you hear in a movie. Like you would never think you would come but, but across like, something like, like that. Like after I got that, I was like, I'm asking every Uber driver with the crazy shit that ever. Yeah, like that's I mean, a story that you're like, that's it, man. Like I delivered yeah. a baby once in an Uber. Wait, you did? No, I'm just. That would be a crazy oh, story. That would be a crazy story. Like, bro, how have we not said this into a microphone yet? 
Oh my gosh. Um, um, so we're gonna we're, we're gonna transition our topic uh, to something that, that we we kind of touched on a little bit earlier um, in regards to uh, all of the um, save the children marches that are going on across the world today. Um, again, we wish them all the uh, safety and uh, peaceful um, marching possible. Um, we hope that no one uh, does anything to disrupt. Um, their march and the message that they are trying to put out um 160 cities uh all over the world so hopefully that all goes well but something that uh bj actually sent over to us earlier today um really kind of sparked my attention and i think that um we're going to be looking to get um matt owsley back in the studio here relatively soon um to go over uh something kind of in in regards to this but specifically we're going to talk about um chris cornell and uh chester bennington and their association with a documentary called um, The Silent Children, um, uh, which, B- BJ, you said you, you, you dove into that quite a bit. What uh, what did you find out? So, The Silent Children docu- uh, documentary. So, I have TikTok. I'm 40. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of podcasts and people, comedians, are starting to push through that. And, you know, if you're in this community, you support them. So, um, I went on there. And let me turn my phone down because it's going to start beeping here in a second. I want to get on here. So, I started following these new guys. Um, today or popped up on my timeline. I was like, what is this all about? And it's, it's based on conspiracy theories and, uh, it's called conspiracy theories. And it basically looks like the Aries conspiracy. The Aries is their name. Oh, on okay. there. And what sparked it was, and they started doing like part one, part two, part three actually on, on their site. And then they started talking about, um, murdered. And it got very interesting because they started talking about, you know, Chester, uh, the four people that were murdered um, in regards to that, because you have Chester is dead. And then you had Anthony Bourdain was part of this. And so was um, Chris Cornell, Chris Cornell and Chris Cornell. Actually, his wife was an escort. Mm-hmm. And then the bodyguard was ex-Russian. Yeah. So there was a lot of people tied into it. But the conspiracy on that one, though, is when is the Clintons funded. um that company um because if you actually watch the 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 video that i sent yeah. over it's actually called um srs srs yeah it's uh something recycling solutions yeah. so simplified they were, recycling they were solutions. already in haitian haiti mm-hmm. and then they got funding from the clinton foundation and in the video you can see that the the clinton's bill clinton was actually going over there that day yeah and the more they were in Haiti, the more they were finding out what was going on in and Haiti. And what's that guy's name? That so the, and this is the DJ rapper guy from Lincoln Park. Yes, uh, I, I I can't remember. Uh, he his sings name. "Where'd You Go?" I miss you so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He, he had uh, a, he had a big hit in between Lincoln Park that did that. Yeah, and uh, and so he has this organization called Simplified Recycling Solutions that um, does clear uh, a ton of plastic from the um, you know streets and, and riverways of Haiti, and they convert it into um, like backpacks. And, yep. and, and those sorts of things, um, and he pays anyone who is a collector. If you're in Haiti and you uh, want to earn money, then you can work for SRS as a uh, plastic collector, and you just bring your stuff, and you you know get paid a wage, um, which I think he said minimum wage of six dollars a day in uh, in Haiti. And so the uh, um, the organization um, is funded by the Clinton Foundation. Um, in, in Haiti, which uh, which on the surface is 
doesn't seem like a bad situation. You know, that that in and of itself is like, hey, that makes sense. You're clearing mm-hmm. a bunch of plastic, you're recycling it for something practical, and you're paying money to people that are willing to work for it. Seems sustainable. Um, and then uh, in comes the, the, the other side of this. Yeah, and that's where the other side comes from is because and then all of a sudden the, the like pieces start coming into effect. You find out who they were surrounded by. Mm-hmm. So, and then one of the biggest things was then you had um, uh, Naomi Campbell had a connection to all these because a lot of artists were going to be giving music to the soundtrack. Lincoln Park, um, other bands are named in that. Yeah, they yeah. were like 10, 11, I think it was Cheryl 14. Crow, Cheryl Crow, John yeah. Mayer. You're typical people that would show up at a Farm Aid, and mm-hmm. you know, back in the 80s, and Farm yeah. Aid was a big thing. And they then, called it Traffic Jam. Yeah. Yeah. And so. And then it went even deeper into it. Then it went in deeper to Naomi Campbell, mm-hmm. who actually owns an island. And then there's a symbol on her island. Which that I'm is like, the Eye of Horus. Her, yeah. her her island is the symbol. If yeah. you've seen, oh my god, it's the craziest thing. So and it's starting. And then it's it all goes back to and then even Heidi Klum. During some of this happened, she actually took vacation from American's Got Talent. So and then you go then you go through and you look at also it's Victoria's Secret, which you know uh, Naomi Campbell in the very beginning was huge. Heidi Klum was huge. The CEO of Victoria's Secret, what did Les he do? Les Wexner. He stepped down. Yep. And then he paid for um, Epstein's Manhattan fifty million dollar apartment. Basically, yeah. gave it to him for free. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that all he needed to do was charge something to hand it over, and I think if there was a dollar on the lease. Like like it, mm-hmm. it, it was a it was essentially given to him and and you which know, yeah what did we just talk about last episode what did we just break down that represented the dollar and I know that it yeah. tied to her oh yeah that was what she like what she made on yeah, during that trial about, um exactly but we, I I mean yeah what, there there's got to be some if if in fact that video was about Epstein and whatnot because because the, the plane was on there yeah I mean there were multiple it, things it, that- it, it, it could have had a multiple meaning I I think that uh, it was a more direct uh, connection to that but yeah no that that, that definitely um, is a correlation um, but yeah yeah exactly it's more the symbolism of, of just kind of handing it over mm-hmm. you know what I mean um, but yeah and also Heidi Klum was mentioned in the Ghislaine Maxwell documents that dropped the two thousand mm-hmm. plus page um, document. That came out, I think, uh, what July, mid mid July, I think. Yeah, Um, Heidi Klum's name was mentioned in there. Um, So you know, uh, as having met some of the victims, uh, and and there's a story that even Kamala Harris bagged campaign cash for Jeffrey Epstein's law firm. So yeah, and then a lot of the things that people know me, I go through and double and triple check a lot Mm -hmm. of these things. But like a lot of these things, you can't hide what you are. So if you were former military or your former this like yeah and um and like he did marry a former escort which i found quite hilarious in a weird way but this all came what's, from what's the difference between an escort and a prostitute just so we can label this out one takes credit card and the other one takes crack ah okay all right, all right. <laughs> you can't that's that's that both spectrums that is yeah, fantastic yeah. well yeah. some escorts take bitcoin one's, one's got a paypal and the other one. yeah yeah <laughs> and, and and also um certain escorts do have a line where they you know are really maybe out for like a someone needs a date for something oh, okay you know right. there's yeah. th- th- there's that which is on a legal level but then there's you know who knows uh yeah. 
what, what what else lies below the surface? There? I follow a couple uh, escorts from Australia, actually. Oh yeah, there they're you former go. escorts, and then like I listen to her stories about a lot of times it's just not even they just go to hang out with them. Yeah, and they do need someone for a wedding or this, and then it's like hi, you know, because the, the status profile. So um, I think it's Samantha X is her name from Australia. She's pretty pretty funny to listen to. Yeah, um, so when when. Uh, when we were watching this, there was something that really stood out to me. So, um, uh, an open secret is another documentary that came out um, that that I ended up that, that I actually watched, and I think was one of the first things I watched that really kind of started to open my eyes to this whole um, sort of revelation of, of information that eventually, you know, became labeled as, as Pizzagate and eventually became, you know, um, tied into, you know, what is what is being wrapped up into the whole QAnon umbrella. Um, but it was uh, it, it was another documentary that was doing this same sort of thing. And um, an open secret posted on Twitter that um, Chris Cornell was the main financial backing for this uh, documentary, and um, that Chester was going to be one of the driving forces behind the musical side of this and the awareness sort of concert, um, or or just or just music driven, music industry driven awareness sort of thing, like a, like BJ said, like a farm aid, like a like That's something what like TikTok that. TikTok is essentially. Yeah, and and it was going to be called Traffic Jam uh, because you know you're going to be jamming up the traffic lines with you know by by you know enforcing prevention and enforcing you know um, uh, the law and uh, and and you know representing. Um, the children first and, and also you know there were um, the main consultant from this uh, I think uh, what, what was the guy's name Paul something Misley or, or Misel um, or something like that um, he became aware of this uh, um, through his world travels and uh, w- was just drawn to to you know do something about it and so he got in touch with all of these musicians um there's pictures of him uh he has a you know a guitar signed to him by dave matthews he has pictures with kiss he has pictures with you know so many massive artists that that you if if that was the case i mean i mean when was that that was like what 20 what chris cornell died what two years ago Right, I think, I thought two, he said three years ago. So, twenty seventeen. Yeah, um, this is a project initially founded by Leroy Moore, Dave Matthews, and his fiance Lisa Bean was canceled after Cornell's death. So that's actually the Silent Children. So Dave Matthews band, one of the members was a, a other one involved in, and his wife. Oh wow, um, and and so you know, it, it just seems like now that you know there is this hundred and sixty cities wide march happening today that you would think that um uh while i understand that you know we 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 had our our marches for covid but our our communities are you know recovering and our our people are getting back to work and that sort of thing it seems like it wouldn't be that difficult to you know even shed light on these marches that are happening you know if, if you can promote and air publicly the blm marches then you can promote and air publicly these i feel like and to shed light on one and not express the 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 same and equal um uh care in the other is it is either intentional or it's ignorance and you know but well, it, it doesn't fit the narrative you know what i true. mean like it was the it was the i thought the same thing like when the last election happened man where all of a sudden it became about immigration mm-hmm. you remember that because i mean like you know donald trump had his <laughs> yeah. kind of whole deal but like then you then you look at the stats and you find out like 
while this was happening, you know, we were we were deporting just as many people during the last two administrations yeah. as we are during the Trump administration. But it wasn't a talking point. Like nobody. Yeah. Not that nobody cared, but like we didn't know to care, yeah. you know. So, and it's it, it's like you know the, the the media, you know, while the conditions of the kids at the borders is um, atrocious, and I, I cages is a horrible thing for anyone to ever have to exist in, um, and that you know needs looked at and changed immediately. I, that's, I think we can all agree yeah, on that. Yeah, but, but in 2015, we didn't even know about it. Absolutely. You know, However, you know, the, 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 we had no idea. Yeah, and and up until this documentary, I wasn't aware of the way that you know ki- kids were were being treated so much fo- so much worse than than that. And it's like you know, uh, not that one excuses the other. However, you know, shining light on one without shining light on the other is is selective. And so you know, while both are equally important, both deserve equal you know amount of uh, of attention and so uh you know um it's crazy to think that that something like this um and and one thing in that documentary that really um stood out to me was was um this guy talked about in i believe moldova um where uh um they would there was this area that the only way in or out was a one car wide bridge and you were only you, you were either the only car coming in or you're the only car coming out and they had cameras on all the walls and so this guy who's a you know a american entrepreneur who's going out to film this documentary and expose some of the you know deepest and darkest sides of of not only um sex trafficking but organ harvesting you know um uh is is um you know going into these parts of uh, of of uh, the, the Ukraine and Moldova where they just simply are high criminal areas and the police don't even go there and um, th- there was one situation where he was talking about you know th- keep in mind that like the rich in you know the, the United Arab em- Emirates um, uh, in the Ukraine and Moldova and what, what other places did he say oh, um, Russia pr- I mean pr- pretty much Burma uh, places that aren't yeah um, that aren't producing uh, I don't want to say life, but like uh, it, it's not America. It's not places like America. It's yeah, not the, even the, places the, the like the ghetto uh, in America. Yeah, a, a lot of it is 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 third world. Um, and w- one of the things that they talked about, and this is you know FYI to the listeners at home, this is pretty uh, um, gross to hear about. So uh, fast forward if you need to. But um, situations where kids were being um, you know taken and placed uh, into these hotels where the mafia or whoever, whatever organization it was, would lock down the entire hotel. Each room contained a different kid in which they were um, forcibly um, raped and impregnated. And then those children that were produced were then being used for organ harvesting because there's some rich guy in whatever country whose child has some birth defect and is going to die and they need a heart replacement they don't care how they get it they they just send someone out to say hey we need a heart replacement and there's no worry about how that heart gets gets attained yeah, right and hardest heart kind yes, of thing yeah what's exactly. the cheapest so, way to get so, it done so yeah. do, you, do you hear about this just kind of switching gears here a little bit do yeah. you hear about this whole thing with the uyghurs in china you know what I'm talking about? Hmm. You know who the Uyghurs are? Okay, so this is something that like I heard about probably five, six years ago. So there's this like uh, minority Chinese population that's uh, it's Muslim, and it's like in the northwestern kind of corners of China. 
they've always kind of been frowned upon they're kind of looked at as like the outsiders they look ethnically different than chinese people um there has been like a mass imprisonment of these uyghur populations and like forced labor camps oh i you know i'm talking I, about i have heard about yeah, that yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't heard that name but yeah. i've definitely heard so about they're that called situation. the uyghurs so i i knew about them probably this probably you know five six years ago they had committed like a crime in a subway where they had like attacked a bunch of people with machetes and like they they kind of put it out as like islamic extremists oh yeah they they essentially are like a deprived community of the chinese you know uh population and so uh the united states stopped like a uh a shipment i think this is probably two months ago or something into the u.s and it had like a couple tons of human hair in there for like wigs and they found that it was all Uyghur, like genetically uh, attached to Uyghur people. Oh. So they, these people are being forced into labor camps and they're like using shaving their, bodies, their heads, shaving their heads for wigs. And then they think they're also using them for organ donations. Oh, my, that's that's exactly what, you know, this this documentary right. was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you want to eradicate something or someone or some group. I mean, right? What, yeah. that, that's one and, of the ways. And they to do did it, it under the uh, under like the kind of umbrella of like, oh, this is like a impoverished group, and we're trying to offer them yep. employment opportunities. Yeah. So they're moving. They're like displacing this entire group of people. So all these videos and pictures came out of them like loading them up on trains. Like it looks like something out of Auschwitz. Yeah, and, and it's happening in 2020. And, you know? And yeah, there, there's it's crazy. Uh, I, I think a lot of them are in northern China, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they have like uh, a ton of, of these people in in modern day internment camps. Yeah, it's insane. Um, it was a million dollars from the Clintons to the SRS. See, that's nothing though. That's like zero dollars to the Clintons, man. It's that's a, no money. Yeah, yeah, that's you know yeah, I mean? absolutely. And so, you know, my my question is, how did this? Um, is it possible that um, this documentary and this guy in this documentary, you know, if he went to Burma and he went to Moldova and he went to um, uh, uh, Istanbul and he went to these other places, I guarantee he probably went to Haiti to look into what's going on there and who knows what he uncovered. And if he uncovered something, that would find reason that, you know, if, if you know, I, I allegedly, I'm going to go ahead and say allegedly for my own uh, safety. Um, you know, if something were found there, there's a lot of questions. Keep, keep the name Laura Silsby in your head. For anyone listening to this, keep the name Laura Silsby in your head. Google it. Um, she was caught after an earthquake taking like uh, over 30 kids. I believe it was actually 33 um, kids uh, out of Haiti. And she said that they had all been orphaned and, and their parents had died in the earthquake when over uh, almost all of them um, were actually, um, like you know, forcibly well, they, 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 their parents claimed them like, yeah. like they, they, you know, checked and their, and their parents claimed them. And, and, uh, you know, she, she said that she had no idea that, you know, she thought they were all orphans and it all got swept under the rug. But, uh, this person all eventually, I believe ended up coming in charge of either the Amber alert system or something else in relation to she worked for the Clinton Foundation, like missing missing children, essentially. Uh, yeah. something what, like what that. What name did you say? Laura Silsby. Yeah, Laura Silsby is the one that had over uh, in Haiti had yeah. over thirty kids over there yep. with, that had been abused. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and so uh, yeah, keep that name in uh, in the back of your mind. Uh, if you see that name pop up in the news, if you see that name or Rachel Chandler pop up in the news, um, then uh, you, you know some things are are uh, are about to go down. Um, just because they have a lot of um, information. In fact, a lot of the pictures that Q has posted from uh, the island um, have come from Rachel Chandler's Instagram. She posted some uh, some uh, CCTV footage. She took her cell phone in there when you weren't supposed to. So, which I think Chandler, it, the the reason why her like everything, um, what was it? CNN she was with. Uh, maybe I'm not sure. She was with one of those groups. One, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She was on one of those. I think that's why she's not a part of that anymore. And she has yeah. her own. She has her own thing. They they said it was something else. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, but, and then even that uh, other thing I found out. It, trace back to a russian or israel businessman and then his good friend was david geffen yeah so and then even we all the way back to david geffen and, get, and that's where it got even a little bit more so and di- didn't one of the eyewitnesses in oh also you can go to um the silent children.com right or are there still some hey, i didn't i tried to look and then popped up nothing today. popped yeah. up okay I mean, so maybe maybe that video um information was old um but uh but yeah um the person in this video that i believe is on BitShoot um that uh um, BJ Senna said that uh, some eyewitnesses named David Geffen and James Franco um, as uh, people that they had encountered. And so, allegedly, again, allegedly, um, uh, please don't kill me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I guess I didn't know where the segue was gonna come with that, but uh, yeah. There some, it is. Some, some interesting, just. <sighs> And one of the things that, that I think is is easy to discredit, um, you know, the you know truth movement or quote unquote conspiracy theory is is when people try to when people try to lean on the fact that they know what happened and they're like this is definitely what happened this is definitely what happened that's where people get lost because I think that that people at that point are like oh you're not even you know. Um, taking in other considerations and just objectively when you hear these factual information there was a documentary called the silent children uh chris cornell chris cornell along with um who's a dave matthews wife right and I, i think it was actually chris cornell and his wife i think his wife actually um uh uh helped in uh, organizing this as well so it might have been might have been both of their wives but um, Chris Cornell was part of the, the the financial backing of that um, Chester Bennington was supposed to be a part of of the um, music awareness side of that being traffic jam and uh, Chester Bennington being a part of Lincoln Park that was going to be donating music to this event had uh, hit a bandmate who owned a owns a business in Haiti that is directly funded by the Clinton Foundation. Okay, those are all factual pieces of information, verifiable pieces of information. Now, we also know um, that uh, Laura Silsby, like we said, who worked for the Clinton Foundation, got busted trying to take 30 abused kids. 33. 33, exactly 33 kids. Yeah. Yeah, I just listened to it for the fourth time. That's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, she got busted taking um, kids out of Haiti. She worked for the Clinton Foundation at the time. I believe she eventually ended up running um, uh, the Amber Alert um, 
situation. And also, um, there are a lot of other organizations. And 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 again, you know, go look for this information yourself. Um, don't take our word for it 100% or anyone else's word for it 100%. Find what you can for yourself. But these are all factual pieces of information. Um, and there have been multiple times where uh, the Clinton Foundation has been implicated in wrongdoing and sketchy things that have happened in Haiti. And now, all of a sudden, Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington, uh, two of the biggest names that would probably help promote this sort of thing, um, have died in very similar fashions, along with Anthony Bourdain. And uh, who knows what Avicii's role was in this, Kate Spade's role was in this. And then the last part I watched... The and I need to verify this, so this is disclaimer that Heidi Klum's husband was like ex military trained assassin, was Chris Cornell's actually uh, bodyguard. Wow, so and Jesus then, Christ, and then Heidi Klum um, tested negative for coronavirus, but she took a leave of absence after falling ill. Hmm, so okay, um, and, and also there Jimmy is Kimmel's a- off, and, and then this is this is why they're fueling the fire, Jimmy Kimmel. Um, He's not doing a show at all anymore, yep. is he? Nope. He's uh, t- he's taken a he's suspended his show indefinitely. Why are all these people? Is this after the Maxwell thing? Is that why they're all taking a leave and like um, disappeared off the mat? Or what's the, because right that now happened before Glenn uh, Maxwell. Oh, so okay. Seth Meyers is still doing the show on Snapchat. Does it from his living room? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Jimmy Fallon. So a lot of people have not all have not canceled all their shows, but Jimmy Fallon's using the excuse he got caught with blackface. People were upset. I was like, well, why weren't they upset like 20 years ago when this happened? Yeah. Um, that's cancel culture for you. And if it's for blackface, that's ridiculous. Um, they're, they, they're mad at him because of his political views and not actually because of blackface. Yeah. So just say, we don't like you because you're a, you're a liberal. I didn't even know he did blackface. Uh, on the main show, it was, oh, he did call him alone. He's called him alone. Yeah. <laughs> what a laugh, Ca- Call him alone, see. Come oh on. Hey, come alone here. Come alone, see. <laughs> Pass me the ball. I'm going to put it in the basket. Yeah, he would just, that was exactly the character. That's what he would do. Yeah, that's all it was. And then, uh, so, not condoning blackface. Is it less whatever. racist if you do it based on just one person? You know what I mean? Like, if you were like Mr. T, you know what I mean? You're like, I'm going to be Mr. T right now. And you got like the haircut. And I love you, Mr. And T. You're not, being, you're, like, you're not being like mean to Mr. T. You're just like playing Mr. T. You know I what think I mean? that's like, Robert Downey that? Jr. You know what yeah. I'm saying, though? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's what he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they said yeah. something about Robert Downey Jr. and Tropic Thunder. And yeah. I'm like, come on. Yeah. I will fight come anybody. Dude, come on. That says a great position. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. He's an Australian guy playing a black guy. I'm a dude playing a dude playing a dude. Like, they were making fun of like every. It was. It's so stupid that people. We can talk about. Do you it remember when Dave Chappelle played Whiteface? Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Great, who great, great character. The <laughs> that's, yes. that's the same thing that Robert Downey Jr. Yes. did. I, uh, I found form. some uh, pictures recently of uh, Halloween 1998, following the Mark McGuire. Same. Speaking of steroids, speaking of, uh, the uh, uh, following the Mark McGuire Sammy Sosa summer of home runs. And uh, me and uh, my buddy wanted to go as Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. And so uh, I went as Mark McGuire. He went as Sammy Sosa. <laughs> and uh, he was a white guy. He was a white kid, just like me. Uh, we decided to get out the uh, brown uh, eye, uh, the eyelash pencil should have mm. colored his entire <laughs> face and hands brown no, but hold up like is it wrong of me to think that this is like from a place of like it yeah. ad- admiration yeah, you know what i mean tribute, he's not trying to he's not sure. trying to make fun Absolutely. of sammy sosa yeah. sammy sosa yeah. is probably his childhood hero and then you know ironically I mean? he's white now yeah yeah oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah 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 sammy sosa was straight up 
white as hell. That picture of him in the pink like tux yeah. or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Or the about? cowboy outfit. <laughs> oh, it's awful, man. Oh, bad news. Oh, 2015's when they started testing for um, UFC started with basically USADA. So everybody was juiced before that. And then you gotta remember TRT was actually exempt. Allowed. Yeah, yeah. Dan Henderson was walking around just uh, 42 juiced to the gills. Yeah, and then also v- Vitor Belfort. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, wow. so that so that, that makes you think about Randy Couture. Randy Couture had it too. Oh yeah, man, he yeah. had to. Dude, yeah. if I can take TRT right now, when I got sick, they gave me a high dose of steroids because they were nervous what it was. Like, hey, you don't know, you know, we can't figure it out. Just take a bunch of steroids, you'll feel better. And like the second day, and I was like, fucking bring it on, dude. <laughs> I, I was have, up at six a.m. Like, I'm gonna go take for a walk. I have never taken performance enhancing drugs, but I'm telling you, when I hit this master one division at 30 years old, I'm at <laughs> least I'm people. at least gonna go get the test. Dude, I mean, yeah. hey, I got low T. Like, just let me know. No. So, yeah, yeah, there's, so a low tea, there's a low T center right there on the yeah, yeah. They're, they're everywhere now. Yeah. You, you can get that, that stuff pretty easily. Yeah. But what do you, so like when it comes to professional sports outside of fighting, so soccer, basketball, baseball, tennis, hockey, everything you think of, what do you think that steroids should be legal? Everyone's cheating. Let's just not pretend like they're not. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you remember when they got on Lance Armstrong? Yeah. And they were saying, like, oh, man, I can't believe he cheated. And then they went and did, like, redid all the tests. And, like, the number 17th guy was, like, the first dude that didn't cheat. Nobody knew his name. They're riding a bike. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, I'm even saying for combat sports or for baseball, like, I'm just, like, at some point we got to go, okay, this is what you're allowed to do. This is what you're not allowed to do. But this whole idea that everyone's a clean athlete blows my mind. Right. And then they, and then they categorize clean as to what. Clean just means you they, passed the test that they gave you. Right. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? So, On that so, day. So like you said, TRT was legal in the UFC. They were clean fighters if they were taking TRT. Uh, and that's the whole... While dudes were getting TRT exemptions, Nick Diaz was serving a five-year uh, suspension for smoking weed. For marijuana. Yeah. God damn, So man. think about it this way. Why do we watch Why do we watch boxing? Knockout. Why do we watch Knockout. UFC? Knockout. Why do, we, why do we watch baseball? I watch UFC Home for runs. grappling. I do have to say I like the grappling. <laughs> so... <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Why do we watch soccer? Well, no one watches no. soccer. For the goals and the and, and running five, they six need, miles. You know what? So- and the camaraderie. <laughs> the fuck out of here. You know, what? you know what? Soccer should have steroids, and they should give it to all the yeah, fans. Yeah, dude. Hell they, yeah. They, they might not need get, it before the game. They so, might not uh, get injured so often. You ever seen like soccer fall down? Like, like LeBron James should have been a soccer player. That's, all that's, them, that's all what it is. flops, man. Come it's on. Strategy. It's, it's strategy. It's strategy. If, if you can get ahead... By the the idiocracy of the uh, ref, and you can trick him into calling a foul, and you get two points out of it. Why would you not do that? That's principle. Like, Nick. Yeah, that's George, not yeah. principle. George, that's that's like, a part of the game. That's like Brazilian tapping in jujitsu, man. You can't do that shit. You know about Brazilian tapping? Uh-uh. They don't. It's like you'll get to... you'll get someone in like a submission, and they'll like tap once and you'll let it go and then they'll start refighting because they didn't tap twice oh. so you'll have somebody in like a like an arm bar and their arms like snapping and they'll tap once and you'll let go and then we'll keep fighting so i had that happen to me and then i just re-entered into the arm bar and snapped this dude's arm he tapped like six times and i just didn't let go yeah just yeah like that's fucked made the ref come peel us off of him damn but like all right, do not fake tap that guy. <laughs> I like to see him give it to the, like all the soccer hooligans steroids up there oh, yeah, before dude. they enter in. Yeah, I bet Put there's a lot of people Guinness. that. I mean, have have you seen <laughs> soccer players with like they are? I mean, obviously they run six seven miles a game. 
But I mean, have you ever seen long? <laughs> have you ever seen long distance runners? Though I'm not afraid of those guys. Well, you know the I mean? soccer you players. Show me, you show me a dude that's like, I run 30 <laughs> miles. I'm like, I'll beat the fucking brakes off you right, <laughs> right now. Right. <laughs> so Reed Fontaine. So uh, so so imagine that, but they are, but 30 more pounds of muscle. Yeah. Like that. That's what soccer players are, and for them to run that many miles per game and then practice and all that, because there's some soccer players that are 220 pounds. Yeah. And guess and they, what? No one won. <laughs> it was a tie. And they're not running the whole time either, Did by you? the way. They actually <laughs> record uh, how much they run. So I know. And on, on average, I'll say it's 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 soccer it's is so bad that the that female watching female soccer is way more exciting than men's soccer. That's how bad it is in America. So, in America, no, no. When the World Cup, I watched the women's World Cup and it was way more exciting than the men. Going, oh, he tapped me. Wait, he didn't? Me. Yeah, come didn't on. Didn't the women's USA team win? Yeah, oh, the, the women's then, USA team. Hold up, hold up, hold up! But then they lost to a 16U boys high school team, like the like weeks before they won the world championship. I don't know, but yeah, look it up, dude. Yeah, yeah, they oh, lost shit. to like a high school travel team from like Illinois or some shit. Literally, like a month before they went and won the world, like it was like it was an ex uh, exhibition or whatever. Oh, but yeah, they lost like three to zero or something. Like they got blown out of the water by like a high school boys wow. team and then I, won, yeah. went and won the world championship. So, so was it the world championship winning team that they played? Because they're they have like eight I'm, different, I'm teams. pretty sure it was the USA team that like went and won. You okay. know, got no, gold. no. This just happened. FC Dallas under fifteen boys squad beat the U.S. women's national team in the scrimmage. There you go. That is hilarious. Five to two. That is hilarious. There, yeah. There we go. All right, Anyone see. equal pay. <laughs> <laughs> like a group uh, of fifteen year old boys. Who's gonna open that jar now? <laughs> I've been married 19 years. Disclaimer. <laughs> my, my girlfriend hates this talk because she's like super competitive in jujitsu. She's like she all is. super pumped for women's jujitsu. It's like I am too. Like awesome. Great. So there's like the biggest jujitsu tournament in the world pays $50,000 to the, the winner of the men's division. Uh, and then they pay like I think it's like thirty five or something to the women's division, and she's like, "Well, that's just it's not equality." And I was like, "The women's division's eight women." I was like, "The men's division's sixteen men." I was like, "You got to win one more match to win the championship at men's." She's like, "Well, they should just, you know, pay the same." And I'm like, "Well, they should get sixteen women then to fill the bracket." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, they should." And I'm like, "They can't." Literally, they can't get sixteen people yeah. of like high, like world class caliber to sign up. Like they, they only get eight. Like I'd love to see sixteen people. Yeah. Like hey, that's a one extra match I get to watch. Like hell yeah, yeah you know. Well, yeah. What you I know? would like to see is a man and noon on steroids and cyborg on steroids at the same time. I just have them go uh, at uh, it. Uh, uh, I think they both they were, are on steroids. I was about yeah. to say, I think I stood, it, it was pretty close. I stood next to Amanda Nunes, and I was standing right next to Demetrius Johnson. So I was in Vegas, and I like walk into my hotel, and they were both like just chilling in the hotel, like shooting the shit, like hanging out, whatever. So I walk up and talk to Amanda Nunes. She's got broader shoulders than I do, and she's like an inch taller than me. And she makes 135 or 145 pounds. I walk around at like one, shit. 165, 170 is what Jesus. I walk around at. No She's way. jacked. So, no way. So one, thing, so one thing to help me understand is so you want to weigh in at what when you, when you go? Uh, for my tournaments? Yeah. So it's day of weigh-in. So I weigh in at 168 in the gi. So I try to get to like 163, 164. So, <laughs> 
that's not what I was going to do. But what do you weigh the day of the tournament once you get water back in you? What do so, you? Have? So the tournament that I'm going to go do the Pan American Championships, you literally weigh in and then step on the mat. Oh, so you don't get the rehydration? Yeah, there's no rehydration. So like when I used to do like uh, the North American Grappling Association ones, Nagas, uh, you can weigh in the night. What'd before. you just say? Sorry, Nick, we didn't mean to. <laughs> Naga. Naga. Oh, okay. Not okay. gonna work here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna yeah. work here anymore. Somebody's <laughs> gonna cancel culture me for that. Like, <laughs> but uh, you used to be able to weigh in the night before, so I would cut from like 163 or 164. I would cut in like three or four days to 149. Good I would God! Hit, I would hit 149 for about uh, 10 minutes, and then I would I would be back to 163 or 165 the next day. That's insane. And I saw dudes like, and this is like for a division that you win a fucking belt that you could go buy at Walmart. You know what I mean? Like, there's no cash. There's nothing. Dudes are doing IVs in the parking lot and shit. And it's like, for fucking what, dude? There's no money on the line. That's what what we do. That's what I don't understand about any of this. So you weigh in. And and then you weigh in at one forty five, and you're weighing like one seventy the next day, right? Yeah, yeah. Extreme cases. Yeah. Then you really don't weigh one forty five. No, no. You it just made that insane. weight. Yeah. You just yeah. made the weight in twenty four hours. You hydrate and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. That's, That's why a lot of people well, want like want a different system. Like, That's why steroids make the game yeah. even. No, you, yeah. You, you, yeah, you you jack the you know smallest guy up on the most steroids and then you know you have the biggest guy go in there with a moderate the, amount of steroids and you're going to have a championship there's, fight. There's a couple different answers to your question for this. So like some of the <coughs> tournaments make you do literally weigh in and you step on the mat. That, I agree with that. That one. deters people from mm-hmm. cutting weight. Yeah. So instead of me cutting weight, I'm currently like dieting myself down to the correct weight, and then I might skip breakfast or maybe sauna one or two pounds off. Nothing, nothing extreme. Right. So what started happening though historically in boxing was they used to do day of weigh-ins, and guys were cutting weight, and dudes were dying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they're taking extreme. So what they did is they suits and sweatsuits and shit. Well, no. Then they go and get hit in the head. Mm. Oh, yeah. So then they're like their brains already. Their brains already. Yep. Yep. So the science, I guess, says you can rehydrate your brain in forty-eight hours or whatever. So they push the weigh-ins back a day. So you have twenty-four hours or whatever to weigh in. Uh, I think in the UFC they let you weigh in Friday morning and then you compete Saturday night. So you really have like thirty-six hours. Yeah, because it used to be. It was uh, night weigh-ins. Night and now weigh-in. they pushed it up to like 10 a.m. or something. Yeah, then you do the ceremonial the, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Friday nights. Yeah, Press Friday conference and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, I, I, you know, I don't have a good answer to whether weight cutting should be allowed or not. Um, but I, I can tell you that I don't think it gives you as big of an advantage as a lot of people like to make it seem. Because if you cut an extreme amount of weight... You you have detrimental effects. I mean, I yeah. cut I cut knew it. I cut thir- knew it. I cut thirteen. I cut thirteen pounds one time for a day of weigh in. So Damn. I was I weighed in at probably one sixty three on Tuesday, and by Friday night I was down to one forty nine. And so this is this is a hilarious story that I tell people. So I go home and I'm like, you know, drink a little bit of Gatorade because you'll float a pound or something at night. So I go home. I'm like resting. I didn't go to practice that night. I'm taking it easy. I got the championship the next day, whatever. So I'm like, man, I'm a I'm a jerk off just to like, you know, yeah, fucking settle my mind and get to bed, yeah. baby. You know what yeah, I mean? So I'm yeah. doing I'm oh, doing the dude, thing. You know, I, put the... On, I put on a nice little movie, turn the lights down low. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm doing the whole thing, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I get to like the point where I'm like, all right, we're, this is about to happen. Yeah. Nothing happens. Just blank. I'm like 22, 23. Yeah. I'm blasting dust. 
damn, bro. And it was like at that exact moment where I was like, that's fucked up. Like, yeah. my, my body was like, you're not reproducing anymore. We're saving this for your stupid brain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. shit. That's a great, that's a funny perspective. That's he just, funny he's he just out here launching chalk dust, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> at 22, when your stuff stops working, you're you like, got LeBron oh, James we gotta for take a this look. You was, no, yes, no, you were plastered Yeah, up. yeah, just you throwing were, dust uh, in there. Uh, baby powder. Yeah, your, but dude, that, that, was baby that'll powder. seriously worry you when you're 22. You're like, I haven't had a kid yet. I haven't spread my last yeah. name yet. You know what I mean? Like, I could be doing <laughs> some. I could be. Yet. I could be doing some serious damage to myself. Yeah. I wonder and how. Like, I wonder how many people have done that. Like, have actually have really that, done. Yeah, like that. Exact like they've, thing. they've cut so much. Oh, that, that it's like, actually and, fucked up their reproduction. I think it's actually called the Great Depression when you jerk off and dust comes out. <laughs> I think it's what it's called. I think it's called the dust ball. It's called the dust ball. <laughs> You read a dust ball? What? Yeah, yeah, the dust ball. Well, what you do is you, you cut, cut a bunch of weight and then you try to yeah. pledge yourself. Yeah, and then you play a bunch of Woody Guthrie and put FDR on the right hey, I, I do, I do want to, I do just want to put the little point on this. I did go and win my two matches the next day. There right? you go. So, so it wasn't for nothing. So no, so then I go and win the two matches. I had one beer and I was too fucked up to drive home. But oh he my shot God. ropes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I had one beer after. Like, cause, you know, we like, you know, get an hour or two or whatever to rehydrate. So I was like rehydrating. <laughs> I went out and I just molly whopped these dudes that were like children sized, you know? And then I went and got a beer afterwards, dude. And I was like, I like looked at my buddy who came to the tournament with me. He was like, you got to drive my car home, man. That like, makes I couldn't sense, do though. It, dude. I couldn't do it. When I do keto, I get, I get drunk a lot quicker. Ma'am. When, so how long before you jerked off after the tournament? Oh, ba- baby, I just want to stay championship. We're going home and celebrating right <laughs> he was now. Doing right? It in the yeah. ring, yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Ain't no dust in here. Yeah. After he went and kept yelling, it's going to work now. Yeah. It's going to work. He, he just went home, started jacking off, singing Dust in the Wind. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dreams. <laughs> Hey, do you remember the uh, uh, white chick scene where they're where um, they? I can't watch those people's movies, man. Have, have you you've never the, seen the, white chicks? The Wayne brothers? Yeah, I can't yeah. watch that. You've shit, never dude. seen white chicks? Fuck no! I can't oh watch those people's movies. <laughs> I didn't hear like that. Mother of God! Oh, you talking about the people that played white face? Yeah, yeah, that's racist as hell. Uh, yeah, it, it really is. But. <laughs> There's I don't this give a scene. Fuck. They played Karens. Nobody cares about them. They did. <laughs> There's this scene where they're making fun of these two white girls, and they blow dust out of their uh, out of their hands. Yeah. <laughs> like that's all I could think of when he was talking about his <laughs> that's funny as hell. That's funny as hell. I've, I've told that story in front of like my girlfriend's friends, like her friend group of like 23 year old girls, and you can just tell they're all like mortified. I think so. <laughs> Like I think it's a, it's a great story, except you know for the I mean? freaky ones. Like, uh huh. Okay, we'll have to see what that's about. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, to to, to kind of tie this all together, earlier uh, before we uh, started recording the episode, uh, <laughs> he's just sitting here and goes, "Man, I need to watch my weight." Me and BJ look at each other yeah. like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> and now it makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. but, but I'm like, "What?" I need to get down to like 146 before. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And that's like, all like, oh. my kid weighs. Your kid trying to get into fighting? Um, no, but I think the the um, the one you met that yeah. looks like Harry Potter or Zach Morris did. <laughs> he just has been roasting his kids. He's like, "Hey, fucking Harry Potter, get over all here. the time." And then he called the other the one. What, what did he call Screech? Him? Screech. <laughs> he's walking around with like a, like a half Jew fro, and he's fucking clowning on him. <laughs> oh, and his friends here, um, JJ, who's black. We we allow those in our house, and. Uh, <laughs> 
I hate the way you say it, but there's there's a point where I'm saying it's black. Colin has a fro and JJ has a fro. So I touched JJ's. It's like, this is a real fro. And I was like, yours is pubic hair. <laughs> Devastating. Yeah. You look like Corey Matthews. My kid, uh, Colin, who's my youngest, once went upstairs at our other house, slammed the door. He's like, I want to be half skinned. And I was like, I don't know how to parent that. <laughs> wait, wait. Through the book, like, I'm, I'm mixed. I have never heard the term half skin before. I, he was in he was in grade school. Okay, okay, that definitely. That's makes when sense. you learn all the good weird yeah, terms yeah. that you say. That 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 definitely makes sense. My son has come home. He's he said some things. So I, I told Mondo, who's one. Uh, you guys know Mondo. He's one of my close friends. And I was like, Mondo, I'm gonna have you call Colin. He's like, so you want to be half skin? He's like, you want to be one of us. <laughs> Oh God, that had to oh, be great. God. You should have oh, recorded man. that. Oh, that was yeah, that was a long time ago. Because, um, but it, it, it's funny. Is like I have kids, and and uh, and we get, bring it back to the kids, and, and and that's what and that's what bothers me is whole life wouldn't be a father. Yeah, you know, I didn't have one growing up until later in life. Pops who helped raise me, but like just pay, and there's so many people that have kids that don't even care, and it just drives me insane. The reason I say this is um, there's unfortunately a lot of people with kids that don't even care. Yeah, so I had to, I was telling him that's why I don't sh- have kids because I don't like kids. I don't care. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. But I like dogs. I was <laughs> driving a 2020 Malibu rental car, and then I told him when I got out, it says please check back seat. Please check back seat. I was like, I was like, people really leaving their kids in cars? Yeah. Like I left it on top of the car once. Yeah, I was a badass kid. There ain't no way my mom was leaving me in the backseat of the car. She'd already thrown her shoe at me. She had to go grab it after the ride. You know, it's so I, funny that you always you always say that about yourself, which obviously you probably were. But like the way you are now, you would just never never really kind of thought dude, that. I guess I talked shit one time to my mama. She's driving in the van, and I said, you know, just some smart ass shit or whatever. She took this woman's driving her car, takes her shoe off, throws it over her shoulder, hits me square in my fucking face, and then goes, "You better come up here and hand me back my shoe." It was like somebody shooting you and then reloading the gun for him and having him point it back at you. <laughs> I got hit in the face of the shoot like a bedazzled fucking flip flop or something. I had to hand it back to my mama. She's like uh, ready to throw it again. My mom, my mom who lives with me, and she can verify this. She separated her shoulders when she tried to spank us. It was like, oh, mom, stop, please, you're hurting us. She caught on to it that it didn't hurt. Right? She started throwing th- throwing shit. Like then it'd be a shoe, then it's a book, and then like it's a VCR. You know. Yeah, you Italians, you guys just hit red. No, my mom's not Italian. My mom Man. is, uh, my wife's Italian. My mom, we don't know what we are. Like, most, mm. most of my family don't even know how they got here, probably. My, my uh, uh, one time I had this alarm clock that was like uh, was like a time bomb. It looked like uh, the old school like cartoon yeah. dynamite with a clock on it. And uh, it counted backwards from 10 in five different languages. <laughs> And then at the end of each That's ten, at the end of each one, it would uh, go big explosion. If I didn't wake up, uh, then that thing would just keep going in a loop for like ten minutes. And uh, one time I left it on and uh, went to school, and I didn't realize that I had like snoozed it for like two hours or something. And my mom was working downstairs, and this clock started going off. And and I came home to my clock being shattered on my wall. <laughs> it was just destroyed. I'm like, what's going on? She goes, I didn't know how to shut it off. So I broke it. I'm like, okay. So, so right. I don't know what kind of like household y'all grew up in, but like my mama was bigger than 
is bigger than either of you. All right. So like if you piss mama off, my mom had this like she would get like in the defensive like linebacker stance and she would block doorways and she would yeah. just like close in. Yeah. Like one of those like Pac-Man characters. She'd get you in the fucking corner and shit. You had nowhere to go. Oof. Yeah. My, my, my mom's mama like off. five one maybe 125 pounds 130 right. pounds sopping wet but when she got mad yeah. she became six seven like 350 yeah. like my mom's like, five five 300 pounds like this one <laughs> whoop my ass hey <laughs> yeah. the, the, but but hey those are the those are the moms that you know get I, it done a lot i had of this uh this uh comment on uh nick's wife's page she was talking about how uh the kids like are told not to fight anymore at school and stuff you know and she's like you know in my household kids want to you know like if a kid picks on my kid i tell him to punch him you know blah blah whatever defend themselves i remember that shit like coming yeah. home like i'd have a torn t-shirt my mom would be like do you win if it was no she'd be like fucking grounded yeah, man. My, <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah but mom always told me you know if uh mom always told me uh <laughs> you just turned into forest yeah, I just turned it. mom, mom, mom always said uh well, this is a save the children episode yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and uh i'm trying to she, get these she, kids to defend themselves all right that's what we're trying to promote <laughs> right absolutely, now right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's throw, part of save the kids throw too, man. hands all right yeah but bullying is part of save the kids like like leaving your kids in the back seat of a car is part yep. of save your kids like, Mike, save the kids like that's part of the whole thing past two weeks uh this Friday, this Thursday is, uh, yeah, Thursdays when Colin got in the fight in the hallway. He didn't fight back because he knew the kid was trying to get him in trouble, so he gets suspended for football. So he punched him three times in the face. So he just stood there, whatever. And then his friends helped took care of the rest of it that didn't play sports. And then um, in the neighborhood, kid walked up. <clears throat> Colin and um, his friend were walking to his house a couple blocks away from here. Kid walked towards him, pushed one of the other kids. <laughs> This is why I love this kid. Puts you twice. He's like, what? And he's like, fuck it. Let's go. We have the video. He's taking his backpack off. Like, fuck it. And I'm like, that's the one kid you don't want to mess with. And he's like, ah, fuck mm-hmm. it. He just threw his shit down. And then uh, <laughs> on the video, you see my youngest decide, like, oh, fuck it. He's going to fight. I'm going to hit this kid, too. If you walk up to, if you're a single kid and you walk up to two kids and you don't expect, like, you can't, and they're like, well, it's a fight. It's, one, it's a fight. One on one. It's not yeah. sanctioned. Like, we're not here with a referee. You walk up and fuck with kids and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And Colin took his AirPod. My son has a cannon. They still can't find that motherfucker. You <laughs> uh, threw it at him? Oh, no, he threw it. Like, he, he, uh, it fell out. Uh, Colin, you can see him pick it up, fucking chuck it. And Colin has a cannon. And they still can't find his AirPod. And, and, the, and the cop was like, and the cop was like, so do you, in your opinion, do you think this is why this happened? I was like, he's not answering that, officer. That's hypothetical. And he goes, well, I'm not trying to say, I don't want him to explain his intent. He's like, yeah, you are. Yeah, I was like, we're That's done. Exactly what that I was is. Like, yeah. Oh, so the cops got involved? Oh yeah. Oh, oh shit. They live right over there. He, oh, he called yeah. the cops, and and my point was is um, if they want to come in the yard or go to the yard, I don't give a shit. Just have it. Scrap it out. Yeah. yeah. But don't yeah. Be, don't be walking up in school. We're trying to get my son suspended. Yeah. No, I get that. The yeah, vice principal but. goes, "Your son is just like he just sleeps, walks through school. Great kid. Everybody likes him." I was like, "Well, just be glad the other kid that doesn't live with us, my other son, <laughs> didn't fucking see it." Yeah, they have no, they yeah. have no, they're zero to anger yeah. like that. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's, it's one of those situations where, um, you know, I, I feel like martial arts in school is uh, a very valuable thing. You know what I mean? I think that there are a lot of issues with, you know, um, you know, I, I, so I don't. 
I don't think there's a lot of issues with finding people that are willing to teach it in a school. I think there are a lot of martial arts instructors that are like, yeah, I'd love to go teach the average, you know, <laughs> everyday school kids some of the basics of martial arts and, and also the disciplines of, uh, of martial arts. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that for there, there's too much red tape, unfortunately, regarding, you know, the schools and they, they can barely fund, you know, math departments, let alone, you know, right. yeah. um, that and, sort of thing. And I agree with you. Here's the other thing is Lucci's a good example. <clears throat> 17 years old today. Happy birthday, Lucci. Hey, happy he birthday. Did, happy birthday. He, did, he didn't like football. Yeah. Didn't like basketball. Didn't like track. He likes lifting weights. But, like, let's say, you know how you go to career day as a senior, like, hey, come talk to us or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. like there's no place for him to, like, like, because a lot of times there's a lot of places you don't know if you could trust your kid there. Not because of weird things, but, like, are, do they know how to train kids? Can it get hurt? Yeah. Google reviews don't mean shit because people get mad because someone looked at them wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's the scariest thing. And I was talking to a teacher today who's a coach, and he was like, yeah, a lot of kids are not playing sports. I was like, yeah, because parents ruined it. Like, no yeah. one, like kids don't want to play because they don't want their parents around. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you how many times uh, growing up that I saw kids that truly had an interest in a sport and their parents just drove him to the point of of no interest whatsoever so, so today at the game um i always sit along the fence and i kind of stand by myself because i really don't like people and um so the opposing team came on our side too and this is and they're they're yelling at the kids like play hard and i'm just like does he not know that already man, yeah you gotta motivate your kid while he's out there yeah <laughs> and then i just know that kid's like man it's my fucking drunk uncle out there yelling at me again <laughs> And there's three people for one kid just yelling at him, like, make do something. Like, what are you doing out there? And I'm just like, does that does not. I just wish yeah. he would, kid would walk over and be like, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing. Thanks for yeah. yelling this to me. Yeah. I feel so much better. So, yeah. so, you know, there's a problem now, too, with getting referees for these mm-hmm. sports. So, as a guy who refs like jujitsu matches and stuff. I umpired baseball for like two years. I, 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 um, I umpired baseball as a kid. Yeah. And I remember like being like 11 and having to like take drunk Dave, the coach, like off to the sideline, being like, Dave, I fucking played on your team two years ago man it's t-ball like calm yeah. down you know what i mean oh like, yeah absolutely and i'm 11 having to explain this to like a grown-ass sure. man my like, coach attacked i'm 40 and but so his name was earl wesley attacked the umpire who was 15 yeah my dad hit an umpire with a water bottle when i was like eight <laughs> i uh like a full water bottle and acted like it was an accident you know yeah. like oh shit like he's <laughs> how do you like what what was his excuse <laughs> he was just drunk as fuck and was like throwing hands and then he like you know, yeah, oh, it, just, like, uh, it yeah, just yeah. slipped. I was, was yelling, yeah. and we wonder why kids are in so much trouble, dude. I was okay. <laughs> so like, my dad was in my life for like the early portion of my life. I was at the, I played at the Banneker Center, which was like the hood <clears throat> basketball league. Like, I played in like the suburban league one year. My dad was like, "Fuck that! All these kids suck." None of them were going to be shit. You're going to go play in the hood league. And I was like one of the only white kids. <laughs> I was the worst player in the fucking league. My dad was like the scorekeeper and he got into it with one of the other dads. And literally in the middle of the game, they got up and like threw hands in the middle of the fucking <laughs> in the middle of the court and both got thrown out. The cops showed up like so I like, you know, the game's over, whatever. I'm leaving. My dad is sitting on the curb just waiting for me to show up after the game, you know, because he didn't like stop the time yeah. on whatever. But oh it was just my like. God. I came from like the worst white trash roots, man. <laughs> like, just the worst. Turned out decent. Yeah, all right. You know, <laughs> that's why. But I'm not gonna be a dad. Like I'd like. Oh, that's. No, I don't you, know if I should pass these well, shit genes along. Oh no, my real dad left his six, went to prison for 40 years, and both my kids, AB students, and so far they have a so what, not a social pass. 
Yeah. And and I think that, you know, that thought right there is is one that I think a lot of people, you know, feel bad about making and feel shamed for making. I feel like there's this weird social convention to to make people feel forced to have kids. Um, and I think it's one of those things that there are some people that, that if you can have the self-awareness to be like, you know, I don't know that I want kids. I, I think that, you know what I mean, that's, that's a... Um, you know, uh, something that could help kids in general because too many people don't have that thought and they're, they, they're either A, careless, or B, following a social convention that they don't believe in and the kids end up suffering. And so, you know... Uh, and when, then society suffers too, yeah, man. Oh, I mean, absolutely. you raise some shit kids, absolutely. all of a sudden they're out and like society just causing trouble and, and they're the whatever. ones on the interstate that are clogging up the interstates they're always in the way they're buying fucking scratch offs at seven in the morning they're on unemployment he's on this we need to lower the population deal yeah. right, right. Yeah. I, I see there's too many fucking people yeah. i personally yeah. think they should make sterilization <laughs> oh god they no. should make it no, uh, like, he's right no no it shouldn't Ooh. cost money oh okay i'm not okay, saying, saying that, willingly oh, right. okay okay i'm waiting for him to like we should start no, forcing people no, below 80 i believe this <laughs> think about it so you have to have a license for a gun because a gun can what it can control it could take a life mm-hmm. right license to drive a car fly a plane you have to have a license to fucking fish yeah like literally throw a hook in a worm in there and go like this you have to have a license as yep. a libertarian, I don't think you should have a license for any of those things. But you don't have to have a license to have, to, to have kids. No Which can license. be far more damaging than yeah. any of those things. As, yeah. as somebody f- that works for government, I want you to know you should not ask government to regulate anything else in your life. Oh, we absolutely. Fucking, no kidding. We fucking suck you know at it. T- <laughs> we're oh, absolutely. Fuck. The problem is <laughs> like, a lot of the local and small governments like, oh, no, we're getting involved in this now? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no. Dude, I, we're starting to talk about getting involved in the arts. And I got like in trouble at like a work meeting. I'm <laughs> the like, arts. Arts. The, yeah, because they're like, we we're gonna get into the performing arts and like so start supporting. I'm like, I thought, Why? You guys, I thought the government was already involved in performing no, 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 arts. Like the, our local <laughs> government in particular wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like, you know okay, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be here all week. Yeah, <laughs> but, they're, but they're like, we're gonna get into the arts, I and I was like, we could like, why would we do that, man? And they're like, oh, because it's like an important part of society. I was like, if it's such an important part of society, it should be self sustainable, and people should pay to go see it. Yeah, and they're like, oh, well, they need you know funding and places to do them. And blah, blah, I'm like, if they need that, like, and people want to go see it, they should pay for it. Yeah. And, like, they just looked at me like I was a fucking crazy person for thinking well, that, I mean, like, yeah. If, I mean, you're gonna, if you're going to hold a play, it should be self That's what Shia just did out in Compton. Like, he created a theater, he paid for it, and now when they have shows, they're self sustaining. Yeah. Like, the government didn't have to help him start a playhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think yeah no I, I I see what you're talking about there BJ and I, I I tend to agree with you maybe on like a uh, on the on, on the sentiment I I tend to agree with uh, Chase when it comes to you know having to have licenses for for so many different things but but no I, I definitely think that there needs to be um, I I'm not gonna say like like a mandated but at least just like a um, some sort of incentivized situation didn't you, where the tax break or something. I don't know this or, is true or not. And this one asked you, did, did you just have to go talk to a preacher or like your priest when you got married and then they would talk about kids? And then, if you want to get married in certain churches yeah. or things like Ca- that. In yeah. the Catholic church, you had to take classes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've incentivized having kids because there's tax breaks and whatever right. else and all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, 
I don't know if you should be incentivizing having kids. You know what I mean? Well, like, I, if I'm you not against- do, then you need to incentivize the reverse of that in sterilization. If well, if, if you get sterilized and you don't want to have kids, then we'll give you a I'm tax just, break. I'm just saying, I remember. Or we'll just cover the cost. I remember in first grade, like being in first grade, and I knew like my ABCs, I knew how to multiply, like I knew basic math, whatever. And there was kids that like didn't know their ABCs, couldn't count and stuff. You're like, that kid is fucked. Like <laughs> yeah. at seven, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're at hoping seven, he, you're hoping he's like autistic that, and play the guitar. No, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. But people want to talk about like how shit the public education system <laughs> yeah. is, which it is. But like if you show up and you're seven, you don't know your Sometimes ABCs, they get a and you don't know how to ball of clay. Yeah, and like you don't even know how to count. Like it's not even the public education system. You came from like shit. Yeah, home life. You know what I yeah. mean? Absolutely. Um, so let's uh, go ahead and make a transition into our uh, video breakdown. Another we reason have... I believe you have to take a test for this fucking guy. Have you <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I like trippy red, man. You would. I get that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so the first first video we're going to break down is one that was sent in to us. Uh, it's called Topanga, which FYI, probably uh, my first crush. I had a picture of Topanga in my wallet I don't in know middle that school. Is. That's a whole episode. From Boy, Boy Meets that World? It is. Man, uh, also, oh, my God. Also, can can, can yeah. you pull up a picture for I'm, Topanga so I'm, he can have... I'm closer in age to oh, wait, 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 how, how old are you, first of then, all? Uh, I'm 27. Holy, okay. All I'm right. 40. Nah, you're not that far. Yeah, I, Maitland I, Ward that was on there is a porn star. Yes, that's true. The yeah. red-haired chick. What? She's a porn star? Yeah, dude. It's, yeah, dude, it's wait, out what there. was her name again? Maitland Ward. Yeah, so pull up a picture of Danielle Fischel, a.k.a. Topanga. Danielle Fischel? That sounds like... That's her name. Stage name too, <laughs> like um, but yeah, no, I was a huge. Uh, in fact, uh, first of all, I think Boy Meets World was one of those uh, shows around in the '90s that really did talk about some serious shit. Like um, there was one episode where uh, the main characters, uh, 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 Corey's best friend Sean, gets involved in a cult, like because he's this like wayward kid who has shitty parents, like oh, you said, yeah, yeah. and he gets involved with this Holy like shit, I with, 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 with this light of the it, children. What was your last name? Uh, official F I S H. Do you remember uh, Seventh Heaven? Yes, that okay. dude. Yeah. So so was on Epstein's yeah, flight list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but uh, he was like the wholesome dad, and then it came out that he was like all into kids and whatever else he was doing. But, but like, yeah, good, Jessica Beal was like my crush. Maybe type into when I was like eight year old Chase. Oh yeah, dude. <sighs> yeah. Uh yeah. So like yeah, that's that's like when she was Topanga. Oh, I, yeah. re- I recognize her. Or as we call her, Tabanya. Hey. Yeah, hey. You know what I mean? So I, I, I was like 11, 12 years old, and I had a wallet with nothing to put in the picture. And uh, so I was just like... <laughs> you didn't have, have the fake family photo I used to put? <laughs> it was well, not even the real family. I, yeah, it wasn't even my family, but I have like the ones where I have the mother, the father, and the kids. Yeah. Like, it make me that, feel better That's like the stock photo you get when you buy a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> they like, they like, we have brothers and sisters when we played AE tournaments. Like, yeah, this is my yeah. family. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, th- this is uh, this is um, Topanga, uh, the character. Which I don't know if this song is about her specifically, but um, if it's not, it should be. Jesus yeah. Christ! Right there, it's it well. Starts. That's that's the Young Thug video. That's the one we're doing next. So this is Trippy Red Topanga. It could be Topanga Canyon, which is also a place. So I don't know. I didn't do good in geography. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard of Topanga Canyon either. Can we Cal- agree California. that you should never tattoo your face? Well, yes. look at that around his neck. Definitely agree. Well, well that's, that's the bizarre. devil. Is that the owl that was on the top of uh, on the top of um, Taylor Swift's chair? 
Is that the same like no. like head? Okay, no, it looks this like a it tiki looks very head. familiar. That's more of a yeah, yeah. That, that looks like a demonic yeah. tiki head. Yeah, it does look like tiki. I'll double check though. What was that video called? Uh, look what you made me do. It's getting real intimate. BJ just turned down the lights. Oh yeah, we we get the mood going for these videos. Oh, he's got the serpents on his arms. He's got like some ox skulls And he's dressed like him. a pope. Yeah, he? yeah. He's dressed like clergy. And he's got uh, two. Yeah, it looks like a longhorn and like an ox or something. Skulls like. Snakes around their neck. Yeah. And he's like on his knees at an altar. It looks like. Whoa, like Wiccans of the 1400s? That's what it looks like. It looks like a witch's circle. Yeah, it, looks, it does look like a witch's circle. It's a bunch of women in white. And he's one of them. Are their eyes ripped out? They have that, like, almost where you've seen... Um, like the black pupil? Yeah, where it's like a... It's cut here, cut here. It's almost like a clown, but without the yeah, makeup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Still hot, though. <laughs> They're all in her trance, Jesus. Oh, he's standing in the middle of them. Ah, to Topanga, Topanga Canyon. So you're in danger, take your little ass to Topanga. That's what it said, right? Yep. Take your... So he's like floating in the air now as like this clergy that Whoa. this group of women is like praising, it seems like. Those so eyes. So their eyes were closed and they had the painted eyes on the other side. Oh, so even with their eyes closed, yeah, it looked like their eyes were actually open. pretty dope looking. Yeah, kind of cool looking. Yeah, for sure. And he's floating to the hell. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, That's weird as fuck. So their eyes are open, but they're closed. Yeah. It means that even though they look awake, they're really not. Oh, now he's sitting Jesus. sitting in a throne. He's sitting in a throne with a with a pentagram star in the middle. And if you notice, so that star looks up upright to us, but to him, it's the star of Baphomet. It's the sigil of Baphomet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the way it kind of looks there, yeah, that is crazy. And he's got one white girl on one side and a black girl on the left. Um, All wow. white room. Two skulls. Two pillars. Uh, Masonic symbolism with the with the chair in the middle. They're all taking uh, acid. acid. Okay. Whoa. That's like a lot of Jim. Je what was it, Jim Jones, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, with the cult and stuff. Like this is like. This is He's waving a gun. They're on a bus, it looks like. 
Oh, that's scary looking. That's man. scary looking that as hell. Her eyes are crazy. Yeah, uh-huh. her eyes are closed and they just have pupils tattooed on the back of them or, or not, pa- painted on there, I guess. If you've had a drive spell on Tinder, you're 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 gonna go ahead and swipe. <laughs> Come on. You're not wrong. Okay, so here's a dude for the first time, another guy. They talk about shit, Nick, yeah. Don't talk to strangers. Since young and I've been told in bangers. I'm they are all in trance. This is very kind of like uh, Pentecostal snake preacher, you know, speaking in tongues. Yeah. Very 70s. This is very like occult driven. Very kind of false prophet symbolism here. Which is a common theme in so much of the music industry sort of ideas. This whole known concept of false prophet, like. I mean, if you have... They've got crowns of candles on yeah. their head. Which is going to hurt as they melt. Like, you know, I think that's kind of... That might Chastising. be like the point. Yeah. It's like a pain ritual. Now there's like a fire light effect in the room. Probably to symbolize... All, yeah. That looked like it was from Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> it did. It almost looked like the 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 guy uh, from uh, Scrubs, like the the, um, and then they bought it for for off of um, the Tiki that uh, wow, Brady Bunch. Oh yeah, kind of interesting. If if you could make yourself a rapper chain, what would it be of? Oh, dude, is that a good question to ask? It would be of um, I would I would make a rapper chain that was uh, a rapper chain, like like a, like a chain with another chain. Yes, on it. yeah, yeah. It'd be a chain <laughs> wearing okay. a chain. So, like, have you seen Rick Ross's where it's Rick Ross's face? Yeah, uh-huh. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen that. Uh. I would make mine of some symbol that very few people knew about. And then, like, confuse people what I was really doing. Like, no, I really don't. I'm not into this, but you guys just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because of knowing what I know. Like uh, ice cream or uh, something that, that, like, Gucci would do? No, something like some kind of occult weird stuff that someone's like, uh-oh. Like, he's in the... Oh, and then be yeah, like, yeah. Like, no, I know you guys would think this. I just yeah, played yeah. prank on you. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, like, what uh, uh, Chet Hanks said he did. Chet Hanks has the, uh, you know, the all-seeing eye on the pyramid on his chest, and he's got some... Uh, he's got the Egyptian eye of Horus on his on his arm and stuff, and, like, he's just like, oh, because I like these symbols. It means I'm all into this. It's like, yeah, it's not just that. But. It's like forgetting Sarah Marshall. You realize these are all conflicting religions you have tattooed on your Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forgetting um, Marshall. Uh, all right, so now we're going to do one more video, uh, and we are going to do um, Young Thug Up featuring Lil Uzi. These rap videos are full of great symbolism. Starting out. Jesus. The checkerboard Freemason floor. She and had a pentagram on her face. face. Yep. Yeah. And he's in a fucking dress. I can't stand this dude, man. He's got a lip ring. I mean, like the Neither whole. one of these guys, Trippy Red or Young Thug, I cannot stand him. And he loves the checkerboard. Which is and then zooms in on the eye to two Whoa. women in checkerboard. Some tickle and an owl. Hey, hashtag mm-hmm. Moloch, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. OVO Bohemian Grove too. Yeah, that's, which that's Moloch. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Look at that, Gene Simmons. Yeah, very Gene Simmons looking uh, eye paint there. I right 
Oh, she's got goat horns and a Jesus. pentagram on the face, so she clearly represents the devil. I would think Most having women the do. red jacket and the pentagram on the <laughs> That's face. That's a cheap shot. I know. Well, Gene Simmons. Yeah. We all know what Gene Simmons was called. The Demon Child. Yeah. So even that face paint. Yeah. So maybe there's a. Uh, this is supposed <laughs> to represent like Lucifer and the demons, maybe. I she's hate that we have to listen to his voice. She's crying diamonds. Let me. We're going to play some more of this in a second, but I, I have a question for the group here. Yeah. So we've known this in the past where they've kept rock and rollers drugged up, boozed up, women up just to keep them like doing what they want them to do. Yeah. How prevalent do you think it is in this? Where they don't even really have anything to do with this video. They show up for the video. Like, yeah. hey, that's what you're doing. And they're like... Whatever, man. That's oh cool. yeah. Oh yeah. Quite possibly. Isn't yeah. There, absolutely. I think there's a young thug video where he literally no showed the music video, and they did the whole music video without him. Oh shit. I mean, that's and they like, true. They just like did like a like they did like an outline of where he was supposed to be. And oh that man. Was like the whole video was like huh. he no showed it. He really oh. does gangsta. No, it's not. You didn't show up. People expect you to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of owl symbolism in this. Whoa, that's crazy looking. Doing the backwards crab walk like from the these ring. Two, these two video, videos are so occult driven. Yeah. It blows my mind that like these haven't been talked about I'm, yeah you don't just make videos like this yeah but you realize most people that are listening to this are, are people that are easily influenced yeah right they're I not can't. people like us who actually can free thinkers and, and challenge things right they're like oh this is a great beat man i really like this that's does all anybody it is know what he's, is fine. does anyone know what he's been saying not a damn no, thing because no i'm idea. pretty sure at one point i heard him say i put a potato in her titty <laughs> i was like i, 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 I didn't hear titty <laughs> i heard titty i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it that's almost like vampire ass you know yeah these these videos are more like we don't give a fuck about the music we're just gonna yeah. do a ritual right in front of you, yeah, and, and, and make you witness it so that you're a part of it now. And the and the energy of the ritual comes from that which resonates it. So there's many people. How many people viewed this? Like, yo, yo, have you seen Young Thug's new video? Oh, yeah, oh, exactly. Like it's it's ridiculous. This oh, shit is geez, not she's fire. She's got seven eyes. Oh shit. Was it seven? It's seven. Yeah. There's three on each side and one and on then, the top. And then her two. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the third one. Right, yeah, that's what I was, oh. I was agreeing. Oh, okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. I thought you meant like in addition to. It's it's interesting that they have the people painted as the checkerboard floors. Like yeah. Like checkerboard floors. Wow. The seven eyes, the seven heads of that. Uh, oh, yeah, the seven-headed beast. Of the, well, of the also... Um, what the Die Antwoord video seven headed right? Oh shit! Yeah. yeah, seven eyes. Yep, it was they they called it the seven headed beast, but it was the it was yeah of other entertainers. Absolutely. Why is he? Why is the other guy dressed like Carlton? Lil, is that that's Lil Uzi Vert? 
Can't stand him either. Yeah, he does look like he's about to go play tennis. Yeah, like like th this seriously is like uh, it's just a ritual. It's, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it, yeah, it's like dancing with the demons is essentially what this is. I feel like there's Lucifer and then the other the six demons, which could be the seven eyes. The six demons and Lucifer is the seven eyes, mm -hmm. which could be those seven those seven heads. Because Lucifer says, yeah. "I am the six. One, two, three, four, five, six. I am the six main demons in the flesh." I feel like the the checkerboard floor and the two women painted as checkerboard are a double representation. But I, I can't figure. Well, it's almost maybe they're stepping all over him. Or look at the the um, the red curtains, blood yeah. that falls yeah onto the checkerboard yeah and the sacrifice of another person yeah the blood falling within the with sure the checkerboard. Or just all about, yeah, the chess of life. And they're in love with the game. If, if they're in love with the checkerboard, they're in love with the game. Mm -hmm. All they're talking about is doing drugs. This is, this, just, this to me just seems like a ritual to just keep this negativity into people's minds yeah. do these drugs fuck these nasty little hoes that ain't gonna do nothing for you don't yeah. get a life don't don't go out and be who you want to be or who you should be do what we're doing follow yeah. us yeah that's uh that's exactly you know what i'm getting out of this so yeah they're uh they're they're being lifted by the checkerboard and the women are part of the checkerboard. You know what's interesting is they're talking about all the drugs they're doing and going up. I mean, yeah. so they're yeah. either committing suicide or doing a ritual or ascending to what they believe is heaven by using drugs. Yeah, and the then drugs. they just have an arrow pointing up. I mean, the song is called up, but like... Yeah, well, yeah. I think what we need to do is... is what we do If we do this, get these arrows up, let's see who's directing these, because... That's, 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 that's a great yeah. point, because someone said today, like, oh, if the woke Hollywood, you know, why would they let a controlled Justin Bieber put all these images out? And I'm like, I'm like... It, I, I, I'm not saying that Justin Bieber's the one picking each of these images. Like it could be the producers, it could be the the people. Because who's gonna know the dirtiest shit in the dark back <coughs> off-screen part of the business if not the producers, if not the, the you know the 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 post-production, if not the on-set personnel, if not the directors. So if if they have something that they want to say, they're gonna put it into their vision and they're gonna use um, these uh, catalysts, being the artist, to to bring that to life. So I that that's that's kind of why i mentioned in the last episode like i want to met, meet these set designers if it's not the artists themselves doing these rituals who are the set designers mm -hmm. and who are the ones that putting in the, the the symbolism and the ones picking this stuff because they have to be aware of it i'd love to get a hold of some storyboards yeah, yeah i'd just love to yep. see some storyboards absolutely and go from a to z and just be like how did you come up with this shit? yeah and the yeah other, and the other thing is how many of these people are just like you, you go through and you look at um Quentin Tarantino, he's obsessed with you know 
push an envelope, kind of make you feel really uncomfortable. And then some of these other directors, I feel like, are obsessed with the occult, obsessed with things. And then, and I don't think some. I wonder the person that does one and doesn't understand, like uh, the one they do put it out, and they are approached like, "Are you part of this?" And uh, that that would be the scariest moment. Like, nah, dude, I just thought it'd be cool yeah that, that could be the whole thing with epstein island like a lot of people say uh oh they're on the flight logs that doesn't mean that they're a part of anything they're just on flight logs they be like, like bullshit this didn't that didn't, come on stop that and they go out there and go yeah I know, i'm gonna go ahead and go yeah exactly yeah. like i mean if i'm a part of a group that is doing this kind of stuff that's worth billions and billions of dollars and i'm blackmailing people i'm not gonna tell everybody that is a part of it like that's yeah. on my plane i'm gonna i'm gonna send out hints i'm gonna say the keywords i'm gonna look for things that's gonna tell me hey it's like these people it's might like want to be a part of it i mean honestly yeah. i know so it's, it's like cheating like you might have code words for you and the person you're cheating with or if you're robbing a place like you have your like you right. don't want sure, everybody right. in on what hey i'm cheating okay let everybody know you're cheating right it's, i mean the, it's the, your own symbolism the fact yeah. that kemp's is a game you know what yeah. I mean? That's that's literally like a yeah. Freemason game. That's because you, you, you're creating a coding system that you both use to communicate, you know, um, outside of the normal context. And that's, you know, and, and also if we're coming at this from an occult point of view, if you believe that what you're doing is a ritual or someone believes that what they're doing is a ritual, like, you know, people who pray before sporting events, people who, you know, that they, they believe that that act is going to help them in what they're <clears throat> doing. So whether or not it does have anything to do with it is besides the point if someone believes that putting these occult images and putting this occult symbolism in their art or in their um work um is is drawing them some sort of energy and use then they're gonna they're gonna you know do that and so uh, whether or not the lucifer or moloch or because there was an owl in there straight up a lot of times and it's like owl is flat out moloch mm -hmm. symbolism good look up bohemian grove like um they're there there's what 300 weird dudes in in robes chanting to a giant statue of an owl mm -hmm. and it's like Ooh. which uh, i believe that's where uh, the Bohemian red grove. shoes yeah i, 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 I I believe that's where the red shoes came that. from. But I also thought about OVO because that's Drake. Drake's yeah. company's OVO with the owl. Yeah. And he's trying More to go he's trying to go exactly. he's trying to go independent without any record. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then you see an owl in there, and that's the first thing I thought about is Drake. Because you're trained now to take an owl to go to Drake. Yep. Yeah, and then, yep. and then the owl flew off. Yep. Yeah. And so um, you know, just one of those things. Um so we're gonna go ahead and wrap up uh Chase another long one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, see, we get going, and, and we're just rocking and rolling here. Um, Chase with the air talker. conditioning, I'm not a little bitch. Yeah. You <laughs> you, absolutely. I, I was thinking 30 minutes in during those shows, I was like, God, we got to be almost done. And you're like, 30 minutes? I thought I was going to die. <laughs> like, yeah. I literally thought I was going to stop breathing. Yeah. Like, yeah, hey, you, you need to cut weight. We need to go do an episode <laughs> in the other yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but hey, uh, Chase. I get old up and wrestle with you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Let, uh, let, let everyone know where they can find you and what you got coming up. Uh, yeah, so you guys can find me at CWBRUT at Instagram. Um, that's kind of where everyone can follow me. I post regularly, like on my, uh, my story. Um, so if you want to stay up uh, to date on training or like where I'm going, plus I post fire memes, mostly of like myself and my uh, my training partners just well, kind of clowning you're, around. You're 27, right? Yeah. Okay, you still say fire. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Cal calm down, boomer. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 
Uh, Nick, where's... Uh, Oaks 5 on Facebook, Oaks 55 on Instagram. Yep, and uh, you can uh, find me at Uncle Buck's house on all forms of social media. The podcast at Uncle Buck's podcast, um, Twitter at Uncle Buck's cast, um, and you can catch me doing live stand-up comedy. Uh, we will be back um, at Kettle Top here soon enough. Be waiting for that announcement. And we also, uh, you can catch me in Story, Indiana, coming up September twelfth. I'll be featuring for Lucas Waterfill. If you guys have never been to Story, Indiana, it's like going back in time. It's this tiny little town in the middle of nowhere uh makes for uh, a cute Brown story County. and uh yeah it does it really does cute as shit um <laughs> is that down by nashville yeah okay mm-hmm. right. shout out to uh aaron uh yeah aaron harden uh with an e not the uh okay. not, not, the, not my uh uh, uh blackface bro yeah. um yeah, he, he, was, he, he was the one who went I knew as, he was uh, it. yeah 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 I yeah he, he was, was the one it. who did yeah, Sammy Sosa. he was a big he big spot uh big fan of uh big supporter of all the shows that we've done so yeah. he's and been all this a few times absolutely and he's brought me down there before and it was a whole lot of fun and stories a stories a blast especially in the fall um it's a great reason to get down to, to, to brown county in the fall so september 12th those tickets are on sale now uh, go to 812 farms to get your tickets it's a pumpkin spice season down there a lot it's yes nice. it is i'm gonna wear my ugg boots a lot of sweaters uh, <laughs> a lot of yoga pants oversized yep. sweaters don't forget your scarf i, I, gotta, I yep. have a flannel rash guard so i might show up to the show you and don't. Do it. flannel i've seen rash guard it. do it dude it absolutely what are we going out to uh, we're going to go out to a song that kind of like, I mean, uh, is almost like the the Q anthem. We've been talking about the Great Awakening and the Reckoning that's coming. This song is called The Reckoning. It just came out by a band called Front Country, and, and it uh, essentially just talks about how, you know, you can't deny the truth, and we all know something's coming. There's some sort of um, shift that's going to be happening. Uh, I don't know when it's going to happen, but we all feel like we're coming to a breaking point, and I think this song articulates very, very well um, what it's going to be like and what we're going to need to focus on when that happens. So um, this song is called The Reckoning by Front Country. No, we can't go back To the way we were before we jumped the track As if this engine wasn't spinning long before the final act, we can't go back. Well, the only way is through. It's a call to And if you're ready for the reckoning, then sing it out loud. It's not the first time that we've been here, but we'll figure it out. Sometimes the sickness is a gift So we can make the medicine And be ready for the reckoning When the truth is found Built with trust and a love that's bigger.
This is a gift So we can take the medicine And be ready for the record 